Are you tired of being told what to think and how to act? Well, you are not alone. In case you haven't realized it, you have an internal GPS. It knows all you need to know about how to live your life. So it's about time you stopped letting the media and the government tell you what is true for you. In fact, it is exactly that time. It's time to think for yourself. And here to make sure you're doing just that is your host, mediator, author, and lawyer, Carol Gold. Hi, it's Sunday, October 29th. I'm Carol Gold, and welcome to Think for Yourself. I believe that the best way to learn is through personal experience, but when you can't have a personal experience, or when someone has a personal experience that is profound, I would say the second way to get that information is through a story. So let me share with you a story of a personal experience I had in the past week. And I guess why it relates to everything we're experiencing domestically, politically, but also politically on the international scene. I made a new acquaintance in the city in which I live. I wouldn't call this person a friend yet, but we're definitely new acquaintances. And I actually came to meet this person through a professional experience. She does a certain kind of body work, and it was recommended to me to see her, which I did. And in the three or four times that I've seen her, we've talked about all kinds of things. And in the most recent session that I had with her, she was sharing with me that although she's lived in this city for over two decades, she really never made many friends until she posted a Facebook page that was in opposition to Donald Trump. And when that happened, suddenly within a week, she had 150 or 200 Facebook followers, and they were all Democrats. Obviously, they were Democrats, she said, who had sort of been afraid to come out in the city we live in, which is incredibly Republican and conservative. So she was sharing this with me because she knows that I haven't lived here all that long and that I haven't made all that many friends either. And she said to me, you know, we should go to dinner one night. And I said, well, that's very kind. That w- that's a very nice thought. Now, she is a lesbian and she is in a relationship. She is engaged to another woman. She knows nothing about me. She knows nothing about my politics. She knows nothing about my thoughts about sex or gender. She knows very little about me. But she, I could tell, was making certain assumptions about me, generalizations. And one of them was that she felt comfortable telling me about opposing Trump and making all these new Democrat friends because I think she believed that I am a liberal. And while I am not a Republican, I am a conservative. I'm a registered independent. So the conversation went on, and because I am a Jew, she began to ask me about my thoughts on what was happening in the Middle East since October 7th, or including October 7th. And I shared some thoughts with her. I could tell that she didn't have a lot of knowledge about the situation, knew very little about the history of the region. And so she was interested in what I had to say, and I told her very little. I kept it on the surface. I tried to educate her a little without going into the deep end. When I was finished, she said to me, yeah, I couldn't believe they did that. I couldn't believe that Hamas attacked when when Netanyahu was the prime minister. I mean, they had to know what he was going to do. I mean, you know, he is who he is. 
and I could tell that she was very disparaging in her thoughts about Netanyahu. So I responded by saying, I went to high school with Bibi. She looked at me like astonished and she said, what? And I said, yes, when he was in high school and he was in uh, early years of college, he was living in the United States and he was a couple years ahead of me in high school, but he nonetheless went to my high school while I was there. And she seemed very surprised at that and a little taken aback. And then we got back to national politics. And she said at one point, I'm very concerned about the future of this country. And I said, well, so am I. And she said, every time the Republicans are in power, we're in a mess. And my response to her was, well, the Republicans aren't in power and we're in a mess. And when I said that, I happened to be looking directly at her and I saw my statement strike her. Literally, I I saw the impact of what I had said, that she had said, whenever the Republicans are in power, we're in trouble, and and the country isn't, she's worried about our future because of where we are right now. And I called her attention to the fact that the Republicans aren't in power. What I witnessed her experiencing was what's called cognitive dissonance. Cognitive dissonance is the impact that two conflicting ideas have on a person's psyche. Think about that. She had to reconcile, if she could, her statement about the country being in a mess from the Republicans. And my response was that the Republicans weren't in power. The Democrats were. She literally froze for about, I would say, 10 seconds. Her eyes got wide. And then in a very assertive voice and louder than she had spoken the entire time I knew her, with a fierceness in her voice, she responded to my comment by saying, the Republicans want to see me dead. I'm a lesbian. I didn't respond. I was sort of quiet. And then she began to schedule me for our next session. And I let it go. But as I got into my car, I sat there thinking about what had just happened and I kept replaying it in my mind. Had never before had the experience where someone had been presented with the facts and because their mind is so narrowly construed around what they believe in, whether it is fact-based or not, they couldn't process the fact They couldn't process the reality. They couldn't process the truth of what I had said to her. And her response was emotional and irrelevant. The emotional part I understood, I actually understand both parts. The emotional part I understood because I had upset her with cognitive dissonance. Her response was irrelevant because it had nothing to do with what I had said to her that the Democrats are in power and we're in a mess. She couldn't respond to it because she couldn't reconcile what she believes and what the truth is. She couldn't look at her own illogic, her own failure to reason, her own, I would say, error in thinking and deal with it. The other thing I found very interesting is that 
as an aside, and I didn't get to discuss this with her, but I would guess if I had to that she would come down as I'm about to say, a significant part, if not the majority, and maybe even all, I don't know, of the LGBTQ community is pro-Palestinian and anti-Israel. Well, there's a video on X of a imam in Jerusalem giving a sermon in the Al-Aqsa Mosque, which is the primary Muslim religious structure in the heart of Jerusalem. Throughout this video, throughout this sermon, which is given in Arabic and translated by Memory, M-E-M-R-I, is a nonprofit that all they do is translate Middle Eastern languages into English. Because the Arabs, the Muslim world, speaks differently to itself in Arabic and in the other regional languages than they do when they speak in English. They tailor what they say in English to the West, and they speak their minds and their hearts when they're speaking in their native languages. So memory translates. The translation from this Iman's sermon is all about how homosexuality will not be tolerated in Islam, that it is an abomination, that those people have to be eradicated, and that it brings on the wrath of Allah. So this U.S. Democrat lesbian, and by the way, I do not disparage any of those adjectives. That's who she is. She's a United States citizen. She's a registered or voting Democrat, and philosophically and politically, agenda of a Democrat, and she's a lesbian. That person is afraid of Republicans who she thinks want her dead. Now, I don't know any Republicans who would want her dead, and I know a lot of Republicans, and they they certainly have opinions, many of them, based in their religious beliefs about homosexuality, about gender, about transitioning, but they don't want lesbians or anybody else in the gay community dead. Yet she has that belief, that strong belief. So if she's part of the LGBTQIA plus community who is pro-Palestinian, then she really needs a reality check there too, because if she went to Gaza or any other Islamic practicing Middle Eastern country, she'd be thrown off a building, or she'd be beheaded, or she would literally be murdered for her choice. So this was a fascinating experience for me, and I share it with you because it really brings home the cognitive dissonance that exists in way too many places regarding hearing the truth. It doesn't do any good for anyone if when you're confronted with the truth, you double down on the falsehood. And that's what so many people have learned to do and are entrenched in doing, which is why we can't hear each other. Now, the thing I don't understand, and truly, I don't understand this. I wish someone could explain it to me other than brainwashing. I know that when I say something and I'm in a discussion with someone, and they give me back facts that are provable that cause my position to be in doubt, I am ready to acknowledge that maybe I have a misperception 
or maybe I'm not schooled enough in the particular topic. Maybe I need to hear more or learn more. Or maybe I've just been flat out wrong and they've shown me that. In which case, I can change my opinion. I can change my mind because A, I want to grow and B, I want to be in truth. I want to be living in a world of reality, not in a world of fantasy within my own mind that is in defiance of everything that's happening objectively outside of me. I don't understand what has happened to I don't even know how many people, I want to say half the country, three quarters of the country. I don't know. Maybe this problem exists on both sides. And I guess to some extent it does. And I say that because I have very conservative friends who sometimes, and I'm conservative, sometimes I try to have a conversation with them where I show them that the conservative position has merit, but it also has weaknesses. It also has places where I would disagree. And I have had those friends, those conservative friends, just intellectually or emotionally shut me out. They don't want to hear it. They don't want to look at the weakness in our own, let's call it a side, and I hate to use that, but we've turned into tribal sides, right, in this country. We've turned into left and right. So it exists everywhere. And this is what is doing us in. In a way... It's what caused a weakness in Israel at this time, meaning Israel has been fighting internally just like we have, left and right, and it's been a deliberate division of the population, and I won't go into that here because I've gone into it, I believe, in other podcasts. The same forces that have divided this country have worked very hard to divide Israel. Some of the same characters from both sides of the ocean are working each in the other's country to bring this about. Because as we know, united we stand, divided we fall, is an axiom that works every time. It's been happening everywhere. It's what weakened Israel temporarily. Now Israel is united. Unfortunately, it took a horrific tragedy, a horrific massacre, and now a war where more will die to bring them back and make them united. But we have it here the division here. And that division is resting in cognitive dissonance. It's in the inability to hear anything other than the position that you've taken, whatever that position is. You know, to be open-minded, to be willing to acknowledge that you may be wrong about something or your opinion or your perspective may need tweaking, it may need adjusting. There's no weakness in that. There's strength in that. But people have become so afraid, so protective of their, quote, position that they are unwilling to hear anything that rocks their boat. And as a result, we have people on both sides entrenched, entrenched and unwilling to find common ground. And that makes a fertile field for those who would like to destroy or take over this country, be they foreign or domestic. And there are both. There are both. We have to be very careful. We have to be very careful that we think we can be a house divided and then stand against a third party. It won't happen. What will happen is that we will implode. And in that implosion, that third party, again, be they domestic or foreign, will seize the moment and we will become enslaved to a dictatorial or a totalitarian type of 
regime. I go back to the story I told you about what happened to me earlier this week. A Democrat taught me an important lesson, and that lesson I've shared with you because I believe that if each of us just try to adjust the blinders, if each of us attempt to open up room within our own perspective to potentially hear something that may move us closer to something akin to a reconciliation with people with whom at the moment we are in an adversarial relationship, if we can do that, then we can begin at least to head in a new direction because the direction we're going in is suicidal. I've said that before and I'll say it again. And by the way, just because, you know, if you have confidence, if you have truly have confidence, if you believe in what you believe in because they are fundamental principles and values to you, no one's going to shake that just because you listen to an opposing view or consider adjusting your perspective. To listen, to be open doesn't mean to abdicate everything you believe in. We all have lines. We all draw lines. We all know the line when it's crossed and that we don't choose to go beyond that point. And that's a good thing. It's important to know what you believe in, and it's important to believe in it for all the right reasons. But it's equally important to stay open to the possibility that you don't have all the information or that there's another way to get to the same end that does not compromise what you believe in a way that is moral and ethical, be it a little different than the way you thought it had to be. What happened to me this week was important because I listened to a Democrat. I listened to a liberal. I listened to someone who has a very different worldview than I do. And she didn't in any way move any of my values off of where they are. But by listening to her, I saw her fear. And I know that if I have a subsequent conversation with her, I need to be aware that she's defensive, that she's frightened, and that she will only be able to hear if she can hear it all, if it comes from a loving place. I'll do my best. And I hope that if you have a similar opportunity or run into someone who similarly is shocked by cognitive dissonance, that you understand where they are, give some respect to where they are, but nonetheless, try to pierce that veil with a loving intention. Thanks for listening. I'm Carol Gold. I'll be back here again next Sunday. And until I am, by all means, think for yourself. Carol thanks you for spending your valuable time with her. It is her mission to empower you to remember how smart and capable you are. Be sure to check out Carol's website, carolgold.com. That's Carol with an E, gold.com. Please leave a review and subscribe here so you'll be alerted to Carol's next podcast. Until then, above all else, remember, it's time to think for yourself.